You're listening to PT Meal Physical Therapy Podcast. This is episode 51. Today, we are going to talk about an emerging area of research and practice, exergaming. We have Assistant Professor Donald Manlapas, PhD, the Chair of the Physical Therapy Department of the College of Rehabilitation Sciences at the University of Santo Tomas to help us with that. Assistant Professor Manlapas finished his Doctor of Philosophy in Physiotherapy from the University of Otago in New Zealand and his Master and Bachelor of Science degrees in Physical Therapy from the University of Santo Tomas. His research interests include exergaming and assisted technology, physical therapy education and clinical practice, and rheumatology. So in this episode, we talked about exergaming and how it's beneficial to our patient and how it can help augment our practice. And he also mentioned flow theory, which somewhat explains why engagement in physical activity in uh, video, video-based video gaming can promote compliance. So, let's take a listen. Okay, welcome back to another episode of PT Meal Physical Therapy Podcast, your weekly serving of insights, information, and inspiration from the experience and expertise of Filipino physical therapists. I am Johan De La Paz, your host. On with the show. So for today's episode, we are going to talk about extra gaming or game-based exercises. And to help us with the topic is the current chair of the physical therapy department of the College of Rehabilitation Sciences, University of Santa Tomas, Assistant Professor Donald Malapas, PhD. Sir Donald, welcome to the show. Hi, hello, Johan. How are you? I'm good. How are you, sir? I'm good as well. So before anything else, I would like to congratulate you for for being recognized by the PRC, by the Professional Regulation Commission, as 2020's Outstanding Professional of the Year for Physical Therapy. Yeah. Congratulations, sir. I didn't expect that, actually, because um, um, technically most of the also other um, um, involved in that specific award or those who are nominated were nominated Mm -hmm. are actually a um, more seasoned than me. I don't want to use the word <laughs> older than me. But I'm happy that, I'm happy that um, they are considering already contemporary and current um, um, physiotherapists or physical therapists um, having this um, new, new um, or emerging practice, like what what we are in, what we will be talking about today. Mm-hmm. That's that's good. So, uh, for those who are not familiar with the the recognition, according to PRC, the Outstanding Professional of the Year is the highest award they bestow um, upon a professional as recommended by his or her peers for having sufficiently demonstrated professional comp- competence of the highest degree and conducted himself or herself with integrity in the exercise of his or her profession, meaningfully participated in professional activities through the professional organization, and significantly contributed to the advancement of the profession and sincerely discharge personal and professional social responsibility through meaningful contribution in social-related activities. So, sir, ano yung, ano yung sinabi mo you were surprised when when you 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 had you received the news that you were gonna be uh, recognized, sir. So, ano yung, what does this recognition mean to you? Uh, it means a lot for me because this was my second time to be nominated. So mm-hmm. I was nominated in 2015 mm-hmm. during that. Um, there's no until now there's no one um, no one in our profession or Filipino Filipino therapist who got also the special citation for PT mm-hmm. so I was nominated 
nominated in 2015, but I was not the most outstanding. Mm-hmm. But they gave me um, an award or a citation of a outstanding physical therapist as well with special citation. So they are actually recognizing everyone. So it's a really big thing to me because um, when I returned and had my interview with them, Mm-hmm. They were surprised that oh, um, this your this was your second time to had that to had this interview, and I was really surprised because um, their first question and their first comment actually, how old are you? Oh, and yeah, right. yeah and, wow, you're so young, and I you look and I didn't have my eyeglasses, so uh-huh. um, if I had my like eyeglasses, um, then it would be like okay, but still, um, um, what. Um, I, wa- I want to highlight or um, to emphasize in that award that it is award is not just for me, mm-hmm. okay? Because there is actually contribution to so those people who mentored me along mm-hmm. the way, and of course, um, my maybe um, those who helped me in the professional organization, particularly in um, the Philippine Physical Therapy Association, because mm-hmm. I was previous um, officer, vice president of that um, organization. So mm-hmm. it's really a big thing to me. Mm-hmm. All right, sir. Yeah, so for those who are listening and uh, would want to emulate you and, and coming from the this year's uh, outstanding physical therapy uh, physical therapist, so what can you advise uh, the physical therapist or future physical therapist in, in striving to be an outstanding physical therapist? Actually, to be honest, I don't want to receive the award because <laughs> I didn't get sure right. <laughs> so... Right now, but I think it's not about um, the pressure. It's just mm-hmm. about you. Just need to be consistent and need to be disciplined in everything that you, you everything that you do. Mm-hmm. Um, particularly, of course, along um, your career path, you have some ups and downs. Mm-hmm. For sure, there are some mistakes along the way, but you learn from it. And I think for those who want wanted to to get to get that specific award, I think my advice is that um, you need to be constantly. Um, Um, doing um, new things, innovative things, I think, mm-hmm. like what you're doing right now, Johan, with this kind of platform. Um, I think this one is also an innovation for our profession. What I can say is that um, you don't need to be um, um, very complacent in what you're doing because complacency is always the enemy of progress or excellence. Mm-hmm. So uh, with that, I think um, we need to Um, further the profession, look for something else, look for different avenues. I think that's it. And mm-hmm. we'll be outstanding. And later on, for me, it's just um, timing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, this, are, this is just bo- bonus, bonus only for, for me. But I think the most important price is actually that you help not just the profession, but of course, towards our um, stakeholders, which is our patients. Right, right, exactly. So innovation, so that you can progress the profession and others as well. Right. So uh, before we uh, go on to the the topics, or I usually ask my guests, "Ani yung uh, background nila? What's their physical therapy story?" So how did you get into physical therapy? How did you start in the physical therapy, and up to what led you to where you are now? Right. So um, first. Um, My first love is not actually biological sciences. My first love is physical sciences. To be mm-hmm. honest, when I entered USD, I picked off um, physics and they need a second choice. Second oh. in line is actually physical. So I take physical therapy. But I wanted to be, I wanted to be a doctor someday. So, um, um, but... Um, <laughs> 
of course, PT is my first love because mm. of the things that I that I I enjoy. Um, physics and chemistry are my first love, but um, with the advent of those things that I've learned from our professional subjects, and um, of course, I love human anatomy and mm. kinesiology. Then um, it leads me to the profession, and then um, maybe during that time, I already have my license. And then, um, oh, I can now practice. But uh, the university called me to teach in the, um, the college. And they offered, of course, um, some benefits, like, for example, continuing professional education mm-hmm. by doing master's degree. So, yeah, so I ended up in the academe. I did mm-hmm. some practice for two to three years, mm-hmm. um, some clinics and hospitals in Metro Manila, and then privately, and then eventually changing my time into more on um, office to academic work. And then after that, um, after um, doing a lot of teaching um, in the university, I had a chance to become an administrator. Okay, mm-hmm. um, PT doesn't stop being a clinician, being um, right. being um, uh, an academic, but also to be an administrator to lead the program. Mm-hmm. And eventually, um, I want to explore also um, PT in abroad, offshore, mm-hmm. by studying my PhD in one of the most renowned university for physiotherapy, which is the University of Otago. So after that, I'm here doing my research. So from, from maybe clin- from being coming a clinician, academic, administrator, and now I had uh, one more leg or one more foot, which is actually research. Mm-hmm. Nice. So um, by doing so, you, you, you show that there are a lot of things that the physical therapists can do with the profession and not just uh, going to the clinics or not just going in academic can like do both then then progress after that. So with, with, with teaching, sir, what's, what would be your philosophy in, 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 in teaching? Um, Cause I remember you, when you started, I think, or I remember vividly uh, it was, I think PT4 Electro that was, um, I remember that you were repeating repeating the, the terms. That was it stuck. It really stuck. It was really useful. So in, in teaching, so what is what is what's your philosophy? What's your goal in in in, in teaching or molding the future physical therapists? So um, of course um, I can relate that to the institutional outcomes that we have. Mm-hmm. So first um, Educational philosophy is different from teaching philosophy. Mm-hmm. So my educational okay. philosophy, my educational philosophy is of course um, rooted and framed by the three C's of the university, which is mm-hmm. competent, passion, committed. So those three three values are very important important to me, mm-hmm. which actually dovetailed with my teaching philosophy. And my teaching philosophy is always student centered. Mm-hmm. So yes, always student centered because um, I've been to uh, I've been uh, a student. Mm-hmm. before until now we're all students right, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> learning a lot of things but when i had my bachelor's in pt i know i know specifically what i want as a student and then when i teach i, I told myself that i want these things to be imparted to my students mm-hmm. so that's the philosophy it might not be um might not be same from everyone but i think mm-hmm. the specific education uh, that specific teaching philosophy is actually um effective Mm-hmm. And I think if for the student as was as was as what you mentioned, yeah. so I think um, yeah, that's it. It's always student centered. Always focus on the students, and that, because we're just facilitators, mm-hmm. okay, we uh, we we want the students to think, we want them to um, to analyze, and we're just here to facilitate and give um, valuable information that they can use. 
Mm-hmm. That, that's that's good. Also, that nice that you mentioned the facilitator because I I had uh, a previous interview and she was talking about her role in the clinics as a physical therapist, which she said that she also mentioned that she is also a facilitator in healing. She is not like the fixer of of uh, the condition of the patient, but also facilitates rehab. So, as a physical therapist, kahit sang um, aspect or setting ka, clinics, academe, you facilitate education and and rehab. So that's that's good. So let's go now, sir, sa sa extra gaming. So before we really dive into that, so what is extra gaming? So extra gaming is actually from the word exercise and mm-hmm. gaming. Mm-hmm. It's a combination of exercise and gaming. I think in the U.S. they use also the term active gaming mm-hmm. or sometimes active video gaming. Mm-hmm. Um, and they can you can change also game exercising. So game mm-hmm. exercising. So those are the terms used. But uh, if you ask me what is extra gaming, this is not just about playing video games. Okay, mm-hmm. Extra gaming is really defined as an active or a physical activity when there is where there is an exertion and an act and um, target output. So what do I mean? So for example, you're playing, for example, Nintendo Wii, which is the most common, is most uh, commonly used for rehabilitation or Xbox, Kinect. Uh, there are some games that you can just um, just play, like for example, Dance Revolution mm-hmm. during the 90s. Okay, you, you, had, you had some exercise, right? You had exertion. But you need to, in order to beat as extra gaming, you need to have specific outcome or targets. And that's, mm-hmm. for example, you want that specific game to target balance, that mm-hmm. specific game to target um, strength, or that specific game to target um, physical endurance or cardiovascular endurance. Mm-hmm. If that is the definition, if that is the purpose, then that is extra gaming. So it's not um, exercises like doing Mobile Legend because uh-huh. oh, Mobile Legend is a gaming, it's an exercise on the thumb, no? Uh-huh. So, but it's not that. So to be a combining a physical activity that produces an exhaustion, and mm-hmm. um, there's a target outcome. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so it it's not just for leisure, but exactly pinpointing a specific outcome that you want to achieve. Yes. Yes. Um, if you mention about leisure, uh, maybe to be maybe in our discussion later, there's a very different types of extraining, and that it also involves um, different um, um, domains. Mm-hmm. So we can discuss that later. As I go also with my my research experience and journey, extraining. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So when did this interest come, sir? I remember when I was a student. I think the 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 group. That you were the advisor of had that um, uh, topic as well. So when did that start your interest in exert gaming as a as a topic for research? So that's that's two thousand eight in the Philippines. So I think we're we're one of the first um, um, university or research group to tackle about um, exert gaming, particularly the use of exert gaming for. Um, Neuro rehabilitation. Mm-hmm. That's the first um, patient population that I involved. So it's about um, um, up improving the upper extremity, okay, mm-hmm. of specific individual with stroke, okay, by using extra gaming as part of their uh, physical therapy intervention. So this is an adjunct 
So that's 
that will mm-hmm. have some, more or less, will have some bits. Okay? So there's a reason why um, it's very accessible. I think it's cheap as well. Mm-hmm. I gotcha. Like, uh, if you're gonna study uh, the virtual reality, hindi naman siya masyadong magkakaroon ng carryover to a community-based rehab, for example, as uh, as compared to Nintendo Wii na pwede talaga siya magamit in a CBR setting if if they're yeah. willing to get that. Oh, okay. That's good. So, Maybe it's too early for... Sorry, sorry okay. to interrupt. Maybe it's too early also just for their... During that time, during past five years, uh-huh. it's very... That when you have reality really immersed in that specific community or in the in the clinics, for example. But of course, we're now deviating now, not deviating, but we're not to that specific um, technology. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, I went to uh, an expo recently. Tapos meron siyang ano yung yung virtual reality and tapos handheld device. Tapos um in in what you were see in the monitor. Um, there were like balloons going down. Tapos you are trying to, parang um, yung fruit ninja, <laughs> isa slice mo yung balloons <laughs> while looking at it. So parang oh. yun. If you ask me, it's virtual reality. So virtual the point reality. right now for those who are listening to you is the XR gaming part of virtual reality. Mm. Yes. So if virtual reality is a main umbrella and mm. then it can be divided into fully immersed semi-immersed mm-hmm. or non-immersed. Mm-hmm. So what we are doing, what I'm doing right now is a non-immersed. It mm-hmm. means that you still have the contact with the environment. Like, for example, you're playing Nintendo Wii Fit. Uh-huh. You still hear the door opening. Okay? Uh-huh. The other one, the semi-immersed, semi-immersed, it's a, it's a constructed laboratory. Okay? Mm-hmm. You still have, you still know the wall on the side, the wall on the side, but you're playing with a big screen. That's mm-hmm. semi-immersed. Mm-hmm. While if you have the gear, mm-hmm. you remove now the visual, and you are playing like uh-huh. you are in that virtual reality. Mm-hmm. That's fully immersed. So we have fully immersed, semi-immersed, and non-immersed. Mm-hmm. And what's the difference, like for uh, as as you're you're studying the non-immersed, diba? So what's the difference or benefits with a non-immersed? Uh, type of extra gaming, for example, for for population that you are targeting? Yes. So um, it depends on what on the objectives. Like, for example, you can use um, immerse and the fully immersed and immerse for a clinical trial because you want first to, um, you want them to experience the virtual reality. Mm. So, for example, if you want to know the adverse, because usually when you remove happen they feel dizzy okay yeah. some will have neck problem as well in using that so um there's some studies um telling us um that um yes they they love they love the the visuals and everything so there are benefits and there are advantages and disadvantages so it depends on your goal particularly what do you want the semi-immersed and immersed one but the non-immersed one actually uh, it's good about also involve what we call um, one of the benefits of XR gaming is the intergenerational. What do I mean? Mm-hmm. Because we're not focused on the technology. We'll also, we are also focused on how this can be social. What I mean with intergenerational relationship is that if you are an older adult and then you are playing 
uh, with. You're, you're thinking that, oh, this one is created for entertainment purposes. And this mm-hmm. was not created for our population or for our age range. Mm-hmm. So what you can do, that you can actually feel that, oh, I can play with my grandson. I can uh-huh. play together with my So the kids can also explain to that specific um, um, elder or elderly or older adult that, mm-hmm. oh, you can play this one. Oh, it's very simple. Sometimes they're afraid to use it, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes right. even opening any specific, like for example, laptop or etc. So right. there's some, um, there's some um, fear on, doing, on technology. But right. through this one, they can relate to each other. And that's one of the social benefits of XR gaming. Right. So aside from social, the, the social benefits, social aspect of extra gaming, con- bridging the, the generational um, divide, so to speak, what other uh, benefits have you um, seen in, in your studies? Yeah. In my um, uh, recent studies, um, particularly I, my expertise also in um, knee osteoarthritis. So mm-hmm. most of my population are those with um, Pain, um, muscles in the thigh and the lower extremity. So, um, what other benefits aside from the target um, strength, the target um, maybe decreased pain and increased functional activity? Um, aside from the social, one of the one of the um, benefits that they get is what we call self determination. Mm-hmm. So, self determination is that um, one of my um, qualitative study. One of the themes of that qualitative study is that. I enjoy extra game. And the reason why they enjoy and they continue to play is that they feel that I'm flat. So it's playing, know that they have pain, but they're just playing because they're enjoying. So in the usual or conventional, sometimes, oh, I don't want to do, I don't want to do the exercise because, you know, it's repet- repetitive. Mm-hmm. But can extra gaming augment that specific repetitive mood of, therapy, exercise, and make it more enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Exercise, they know the benefits of exercise, but they can continue to exercise because they are enjoying and they are very competitive. There's also a human aspect. This is self-determination. No? Mm-hmm. Self-determination wherein, yes, I can, I can, I can compete with this avatar. I can compete this, um, with this um, character. Okay? Uh-huh. And then they're exercising. You mm-hmm. get the enjoyment. At the same time, you get the benefits of exercise. Right. Yeah, I think that's one of the most important um, aspects of extra gaming is to really encourage movement because a lot of like if your target population is uh, the older adults, elderly, you're, you're right that they get bored doing repetitive movements. Yeah. They know that, the, that there's benefits in exercise, but they, they get bored and there's decreased compliance in performing such repetitive movement. But with extra gaming, they get distracted and just purely enjoy what they're doing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay, for, those, for those who are listening, they call this one flow theory. So the mm-hmm. fl- flow theory means that, I give, I can give you an example. You're playing a basketball, mm-hmm. basketball for two hours, and you don't know that you're playing for almost two hours already. Because you're in that specific mode. So the flow theory will just, you just do all the activities, okay? And what, what causes that flow theory? Self-determinance, competitiveness, you, the perceived benefits that you know. So those mm-hmm. are the things that you are, you are in the zone. I mm-hmm. think that's the best term. You are in the zone. You mm-hmm. know that you have osteoarthritis or maybe ankles, but you still play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? You have partial right. AC, you still play. Right. <laughs> so that's the flow theory. 
It's interesting, flow theory. But outside extra games, sure. Uh, in your take on the flow theory, how can like other physical therapists outside of extra gaming make use of flow theory in 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 uh what do you call this in making their exercises more motivating or for the patients? Uh, how can okay. they make use I of this theory? Uh, can, well, it can be it can be viewed. Um, there's a lot of factors, but it can mm. be viewed. It, Intrinsically and extrinsically. Mm-hmm. Intrinsically, some of the patients sometimes, oh, I don't want to exercise. I don't want to do the therapy because I won't be, I won't get better, right? Right. It's an internal, internal, internal thing. But if you can facilitate that uh, to make that not as a barrier but a facilitator of continuing exercise, because you know we know the benefits of exercise, but um, the decline of benefits is due to, of course, adherence. Because right. in anything that we do, compliance is very important. Compliance mm-hmm. with exercise, exercise gaming can be used to uh, for them to you know exercise more, to do more physical activity. Maybe we won't use uh, we don't we don't want to use the word uh, exercise, physical activity. Physical should activity. I say that? Um, but outside but outside extra gaming um what they can do is um education for your patient what are the mm-hmm. benefits because sometimes we don't enunciate particularly what are the particular benefits um, that the patient can um can get from a specific treatment or specific exercise mm-hmm. external maybe if we can explain better the outcomes that we want to do or we want to have mm-hmm. because um the outcome is very important to explain uh, particularly to Oh, I'm gaining. Oh, um, maybe I can do now of me um, better compared previously. So if mm. they don't, if they have, if they have that, picture, if they have that um, 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 perceived benefits that um, that they have, so maybe it can match with what they know and what they what they are having physically, or they can show some evidence that oh, I can now, can now, you know, by experiencing. Yeah, I think that's it. Mm-hmm. Is it also um, beneficial if we ask the patient what activities they they enjoy doing, and and putting that into uh, the management? Yeah, I think mm-hmm. so. I think that's very very important right now. I, before this, uh, we on biophysiologic model, and right now, or the medical model. Right now, we are now in the biopsychosocial model. Mm-hmm. So we really need to input those things as part of our management. Mm-hmm. Right. So you mentioned earlier that you the the most of the population that you uh, have or studied was like the neuro and the older adults. So um, uh, is it only in this specific population with extra gaming have that that kind of benefit, or would other population? Uh, experience the same benefits with extra gaming? I think extra gaming is um, for everyone, mm-hmm. okay? Not Maybe not for everyone who doesn't like technology, mm-hmm. but if you have, um, can have this um, opportunity, um, extra gaming, then I think they will benefit. Benefit mm-hmm. can Benefits can be uh, direct. Okay, but uh, the reason why most of the studies are focused on neurologic because neurologic because of the um, motor control, um, 
motor learning and practice learning. So that's very, very um, evident right now. Yeah. And still, um, the neuroplasticity is still in a topic, hot topic in research. Right. But um, what I'm trying to do now is to deviate now ocean and to neurologic condition to more on orthopedics. Oh, okay? okay, orthopedic condition musculoskeletal conditions because it can be um, part, not really the direct treatment, but it can be an adjunct for, mm -hmm. um, for maybe what specific target you want to use X-ray gaming. Mm -hmm. And aside from that, sir, going to um, choosing a different population, ortho, musculo, what is um, in store for you in, in, in your further studies in, in X-ray gaming? Yes. Um, right now, I'm just busy with my role as a department chair, but... Mm -hmm. um, if I'm not, if I'm not a part, if I'm department chair of the um, College of Rehabilitation Sciences, um, I propose a project called uh, Project Grace. Mm -hmm. So the Project Grace is game rehabilitation activity, community, and education. Wow. So I want to place gaming at different aspects. We're in let's the grassroots. So mm -hmm. um, I'm the goal of that. Um, project grace because of the unending grace of the university so grace project so i want to knock the uh knock on health health um how, what they call this one health centers municipalities first maybe like let's have one to three units in mm -hmm. in, in the in, for example in the health center in barangay health centers or mm -hmm. in the community health centers mm -hmm. they want to try it and want to try it for them mm -hmm. I can start that and then maybe later on um, we are from the human performance lab that we have in our institution we want to have a virtual reality and an augmented reality laboratory in our college wow. hopefully this will be um, yes an enhancement of the curriculum so right now we have what we call practice. so there's a course in the in our curriculum we're in um, at Two-unit, yeah, two-unit course, two-unit two um, lecture on emerging practices. So emerging practice in India. Wow, <laughs> that's something to look forward to. And then, like, yes, uh, want, it will be fun. So because because it tells the community, uh -huh. education, ability. Uh -huh. uh -huh. Have you started the started that project, that that Grace project? Uh, all the proposals and hopefully I'm just looking for appropriate grant who will you know um, who will actually give me some financial and some money because the thing is um, the gadgets are are a bit exceed and hopefully with that um, I, what my, my, my plan really mm -hmm. uh, putting my hat as a departure and as a physical therapist um, in other countries they have this room for for example Monday um, Parkinson's then stroke, and then, um, um, for example, um, all adults. And this exercise. What it was to um, let them know that oh, we have exercises for this population, patient population. Mm -hmm. So if they know that the patient population, get of course the benefits of what we know. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, we also presence the public presence of phys physical therapists. Right. Because in the Philippines, to be honest, as you all know. We're under, it's called under mind. So I say, uh -huh. oh, under, under mm -hmm. um, recognized, uh -huh. under recognized. Right. Yeah. Uh, with that, I think they, the 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 profession will really be known uh, on on our role in in movement. 
and rehabilitation of of the population. So, again, that I'm I'm excited with with what you're you're planning in the future for that. That's nice. So, um, anything that you want to add about extra gaming that we haven't uh, touched on? Yeah, I think um, I think I think extra gaming. If you just Google extra gaming, there's a lot of things gaming. Mm-hmm. But uh, hopefully, um, those who are listening, those who are watching mm-hmm. in your channel, or your, um, in your segment, um, um, my what I want to tell them is that if they want to join, um, if you are interested with um, technology, maybe robotics and extra gaming, maybe extra gaming and biomechanics. Those are those are the things that are still unexplored. So maybe right. we can we can um, work together, collaborate together because um, this niche is actually emerging. Right. And yes, it's been a it's been a while, but we need to further everything about um, extra the extra gaming world mm-hmm. and start gathering data about it in uh, the context of Filipino rehabilitation. Mm-hmm. We need to contextualize that. Mm-hmm. Uh, in uh, for those who are interested in in collaborating with you, sir Donald, um, where can they reach you? Email or yeah, you can email at um, DG Manlapas. That's D G M A N L A P A Z at usd.edu.ph. So uh, I'm gonna just also post that with the uh, podcast description. So um, aside from extra gaming, sir, what are your other research interests? Yes. So right now, uh, what are in the pipeline? Um, we have um, collaboration right now with Dr. Um, Valentin Dones. Um, mm-hmm. We're um, doing an, uh, research on together with um, universities in Sweden and in the United Kingdom regarding uh-huh. persistent learning. It's also technology. So uh-huh. sensor, sensor, uh-huh. um, and we're focusing right now, we're deviating ourselves right now and um, um, putting ourselves really into more on a qualitative and a mixed methods approach. Mm-hmm. Because right now, um, the trend now in research is not just doing experimental studies, mm-hmm. but we need also to do qualitative studies mm-hmm. in order to further, further interpret our results. What we're doing right now, it's a combination of mixed methods. And then that's one. So we have person low back pain and and then um, that's one of the international thing that we are doing, collaborating right now. With the end of COVID, mm-hmm. doing yes. the rehabilitation together in the community. Mm. Gotcha. Wow, uh, a lot of studies that we, we can look forward to in hearing from you in the future, sir. So um, yeah. we're almost at the end of the, of the conversation, sir. Um, you've, you're, you're a physical therapist, and an educator, a researcher. So um, in your perspective, what drives or motivates you in your career in putting on those hats? Plus, at being an admin as well. Well, my motivation, my motivation lies actually with um with the core, the core that I that I should I say promised to myself uh, for the profession, and that core is actually valuing every valuing every learnings that I've er, every learnings that I've got along the way because um. 
being motivated is not just internal, of course. Mm-hmm. It's also externally, it's externally driven. Mm-hmm. Internally, should I say, there's really the, there's really, there's really the passion of um, exploring things. Mm-hmm. Because maybe, should I say, for uh, 13 years of being a therapist, I've learned a lot of things. But the most important thing that you need to learn internally is that you cannot do everything. Right. So focus on a specific niche. Focus on a specific um, that you want to do. Mm-hmm. So externally, you need also people that will also and that this will encourage you to be more disciplined in your specific field that you've chosen. Mm-hmm. The thing that needs that really motivates everything, both external and internal, is being happy with what you are doing. Long as you're happy with what are you doing. Like, I, I, I do a lot of things. This is my fourth meeting today. <laughs> this is my fourth Zoom meeting today. But um, Busy. I think I do a lot of yeah, I'll do, I'll do another meeting. But if you don't think that this is a job, that mm-hmm. our profession is a job, then you'll be motivated and you'll be happy with what you're doing. Baby. I think that's the, that's the key. Being uh, passionate about what you're doing, uh, your, your internal motivation your external motivations and being happy at, with what you're doing. Those yeah. are things that drives and motivates you. All right. Thank you. So uh, before we go to the last question, so we just want to acknowledge you with, with what you're doing, uh, uh, sharing your, your knowledge and, and your expertise with us here in this uh, show. And also um, uh, being part of uh, the uh, what do you call this? Furthering the profession and uh, progressing our our colleagues as well, and for the betterment of our patients. So I want to acknowledge you for that. So I I just have my last three questions, my last bites segment ng ano, ng show. So sure. first question is all these questions are came from the because the show is called PT Meal. It's a complete meal of, of um, information and insight. So first question is, if your life is a dish, any cuisine, what dish would it be and why? Uh, maybe beef broccoli. broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So why? Because there's a mixture of saltiness, bitterness, and sweetness. And I think that's life. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, a mixture of everything. Right, right. Savory, <laughs> but a mix of everything. It's good. All right, second question yeah. is, what's your recipe for success? Should I say it's a food or a meal? Uh, no. no. Uh, what, are, uh, what, what would you uh, say in your perspective would it take to be successful? So what's your recipe for success? Uh, being grounded. Grounded, number one. Okay. All right, great. And uh, my last question is, um, what are the three ingredients that make up Donald Manlapas? It can be a, a motto, a characteristic, a value. So what are the three essential ingredients that make up who you are? I think um, I'll, in everything I do, whether in, the, in my career, in my life, you always go back to your core. And that I think that core, um, what's inside me is um, authenticity. Mm-hmm. That's number one. Number two, um, competitive in a sense that it's not negative, negative, but competitive. Or maybe they say I'm not complacent. Mm-hmm. And third one is actually 
being kind and mm-hmm. goodness because those are the recipes I think that will go hand in hand in order for you to reach whatever you want to do so yeah being authentic in what you're doing that's the first thing and if you have kindness and if you have goodness in your heart then you can continue and then if you have and if you have this um, 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 also uh, the motivation then you'll be successful alright that's great the three ingredients that make up Sir Donovan Napas. All right, again, sir, thank you very much for being in the show. And as our takeaway, yung gusto nating ipabaon sa ating listeners, what would you want our listeners to take away from this episode? Yeah, so I hope for those who are, uh, for those first, those students who are listening, those who want to be a physiotherapist or physical therapist someday, just continue with that specific passion and interest. Because it's not about money, it's not about being famous, and it's about actually learning that contribute for not the profession for our patients. So I think that's number one. Okay. Number two, for those who want to pursue um, um, research, teach second will be teaching. They say teaching is gift, but um, sometimes you need to unfold that specific gift. So you need to have a lot of exposure, continue. You need to continue um, lifelong learning. That's very important. And if you really want to share your knowledge, then you can be an academician and to teach whatever you want in physical therapy. Mm-hmm. And then last one for research, for if you want to be a researcher, to be uh, doing research is not for everyone, I think. Um, but if you really want to pursue research, if you have that very curious mind and you're very analytical and critical, then you can pursue that specific research. And if you want to pursue those three things, at the end of the day, you are a physical therapist. I think that's the most pity meal. The meal is very important. So I like the, actually the segment meal because it gives us nutrients. It gives mm-hmm. us something. Mm-hmm. And if we just if we just stop in chewing that meal mm-hmm. and don't absorb that meal, then it won't get out. So that my what what I want to say is that you need to have a lot of determination. Mm-hmm. So you can absorb those things you've eaten, <laughs> the <laughs> meals that you've eaten, and use that and use that um, output, particularly energy, mm-hmm. energy for a profession for our patient. I think that's it. Right. Good luck, everyone. <laughs> I like the explanations for PT meal. I'm going to use it next time. <laughs> yeah, I just saw it right now. So uh-huh. it's not meal, right? Something right. like right now you're listening with XR Gaming, but uh-huh. after that, maybe we'll just ex- uh, excrete it. Okay? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Use those like things. So again, the thing is that you need to pick up good things and throw away those trashes. Uh-huh. Right. Again, thank you, sir, Donald, for being in the show and good luck to your all your researches and endeavors in the future. Thank you. I enjoyed the conversation. So that's another episode of PT Meal Physical Therapy Podcast. Happy New Year to everyone. And I hope you liked the episode. So for those who are just listening in this uh, program or show, uh, you can follow us at Facebook and Instagram to get the latest updates for new releases and you can also subscribe to the podcast in Spotify and in Apple Podcasts and Google 
and wherever you're listening um, in your podcast. And if you have any um, comments or suggestions or feedback about the show, you can uh, message me in all the social media that I just mentioned. Uh, Facebook or Instagram at PTML Podcast or email me at ptmilpodcast at gmail.com and if you have um, friends or mentors that you want me to interview and, and showcase in the, in the podcast you can also mention that in uh, your message to me so uh, until next week see you again thank you <laughs>